Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy. I'm Audrey, and I'm your host. A strong woman stands up for herself. A stronger woman stands up for everyone else. We are so excited to have one of the strongest and most fabulous women talking about divorce on this episode, so we had to open with this quote. Vicki Ziegler is an amazing force changing the stigma of divorce, and if you don't already love her, you're about to. Her show, Untying the Knot, was one of our favorites when it aired on Bravo. So we're chatting with her about TV, her personal experiences with divorce, and the way her volunteer work with domestic abuse survivors influences her booming legal practice. Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle is a weekly podcast, so make sure you subscribe to keep up with the new episodes we're curating to help empower and uplift you as you embrace your fresh start. This podcast is for you. So join our Facebook group, Worthy Women in Divorce, to let us know what you think and what you want to hear. You can also get more at worthy.com podcast. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with Vicki. When you sell a piece of jewelry, you can't control how much it's worth, but you can make sure that you're selling smart with a team of experts and advocates behind you at Worthy. Your engagement ring can be a financial asset that allows you to embrace a new and fulfilling life after divorce. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Go to worthy.com slash podcast to learn more. Vicki Ziegler is known as an innovator of a unique and realistic approach to divorce management. She is a practicing attorney of matrimonial law and civil litigation and a well-known television personality. She's appeared on hundreds of TV shows, and she's most remembered for her own Untying the Knot, which aired on Bravo through 2016. She is one of the most recognized voices talking about divorce, and we are so excited to have her on the podcast. So welcome, Vicki. Hi, Audrey. How are you doing? I'm so excited, and we're actually doing this podcast from Vicki's home, so if you hear dogs or footsteps, just know that we have had the most warm reception. We're so excited to be here, and we are so excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, thank you. I'm glad to be here, and this is real. This is my environment, so we have to just do what we need to do to make sure that everyone, you know, we focus on divorce and we help all your listeners. Right, and and that's how it goes. We're just, everybody's pushing through the challenges that they're faced with, who the people who are listening and us, and so I know I gave a little bit of an introduction, but maybe you want to tell our listeners who might not know you a little bit more about yourself. Absolutely. Well, I've been a practicing divorce attorney for about 20 years. Uh, This has always been my passion, helping people get through difficult times. And everyone always asks me, you know, this isn't a fun job. And I, you know, I think of it as one of those altruistic kind of passions. Mm -hmm. It was my calling to help people get through difficult times based on my parents' divorce. And I think we'll probably get into that maybe a little later. So I've been doing that for a very long time and I am an entrepreneur at heart. So I got introduced to someone on television and was lucky enough to have an amazing TV run on all the major networks and got called by Bravo Mm -hmm. and had a show, Untying the Knot, where I was successfully mediating couples and navigating difficult times for them. So I was so blessed and grateful to have two seasons on Bravo and always reappearing on all different networks and cable shows. And just, you know, I'm going to continue because TV is my second passion. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to talk a lot more about divorce on TV because we love to talk about the way that divorce is discussed in society and the different stigmas that people face. And I think that a lot of the things that you're bringing to audiences are really helping to make that better for people like our listeners. But you mentioned a little bit about your parents' divorce and and how that kind of 
shaped your identity. And I think divorce has been a part of your life in a lot of different ways. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about that and how it helped shape your professional identity too. Absolutely. I mean, I think, Audrey, for me, it's a part of my fabric. It's a part of my DNA. My parents got divorced when I was about 10 years old, and they had a really difficult time navigating the waters back then. And uh, it was a custody battle. And I just jumped into action, seeing my parents fight, knowing, you know, my parents are South African from a different country. We really didn't have much family here. And I thought, why don't I cultivate a deal that they could both live with where they would stop fighting and stop the acrimony? So I suggested to the judge a 50-50 custody deal that my parents had to live within a three-mile radius. I stayed at the same school and I did a Monday through Sunday switch off. I've never heard of anything. I've heard of it because I know yes. about your story, but it's just, I think that's the coolest thing. It's true. Yeah. And I have a movie and it's going to probably be the opening scene. So hopefully one day wow. everyone will get to see Love, Lies, and Litigation, but that's something else we'll talk about. Yeah. So for me, that was the, I think, springboard for my entree to a difficult time personally figuring out what two people that you love so much are going through and how children have to deal with it. So after that, the judge signed off on my offer. My parents did. They made a truce and and the divorce was done quickly um, and expeditiously. Then I realized, wow, I need help because I thought I was the problem, even though I wasn't. And it was just very hard to live with one parent one week, another, you know, the boyfriend didn't know where I was. I didn't know where my toothbrush was. It was just very disoriented, disorienting for a young teenager. So I had to go through therapy and try to kind of navigate my way and, and figure out who I am and then realize that divorce is my calling. And I always tell people through difficult times, I always believe spurs the most amazing positive challenges that mm-hmm. you can go through. And truly, that's where I found my passion in divorce and helping people get through difficult times with dignity, not necessarily killing each other, right? Figuring mm-hmm. out a way to right. kind of step away from the emotion, which is very difficult, and then actually figuring out a business deal that they could both live with. And that's really been my career's journey in trying to help people figure that out and try to come out on top. You know, we've had Lori Itkin on the podcast, and she talked a lot about how hiring a financial advisor kind of allows you to separate yourself from the emotional ties that you have to your money. And she compared that to a divorce lawyer who's really able to get the paperwork done and look at, you know, all of the deals and everything and allow you to just kind of heal and move forward with stuff. So I think it's it's great to hear that echoed back from you. And I also think that the way you've managed to really emphasize dignity and make that a part of the experience of divorce, especially, you know, I think it's getting better all the time, but it's just incredible that you were able to identify that at such a young age. And I know a lot of our listeners worry a lot about their kids and and how their divorces are affecting their kids. And I, I imagine it's pretty uplifting for them to think about how this kind of shaped who you are and it made you a very empowered and strong woman who's really able to make deals and, and move forward. And we like to say, grow through what you go through. And I think you, you put that really beautifully. So. Well, thank you. I mean, I think it's, and I think it's everyone's story, but I think turning a negative into a positive right. and seeing that silver lining that through difficult times, if you can maintain your integrity and your moral compass, even though you're getting divorced and you dislike the person that you once loved, remember the impact that you have on a child you know, a child who's kind of navigating the world and trying to figure out their environment. And when you have two people that really believe in co-parenting and and want to work together to make this human the best that they can, setting aside their differences, it takes a lot of strength and courage to do that. 
when you do that as a divorcing parent, you will create a, a child that to me will be sensitive, will be more understanding, will love you both more and not resent right. either of you. And I just think it, it helps everyone and bodes well for kind of that cohesive family yeah. unit. The nuclear unit is, not, is gone, but now all of a sudden two families can actually coexist peacefully. Right. And I think at the end of the day, look, relationships break up, make up, mm-hmm. it happens all day long, but it's how you handle it and it's right. your perspective on what happened and how do you grow and learn so that you can attract the next person in your life, obviously, to be more positive and to have a harmonious relationship. So this is all the evolution. And I think the growth of going through these divorce proceedings and and dealing with your experts and coming and standing on your two feet and being like, I survived. Right. I always ask people, what are you grateful for when you are going through a divorce? And they kind of laugh at first. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Hold on a minute. What did you learn? You have children. Who are you now? And what are you attracting now in the future? Because your life isn't over. It's just right, right. So, you know, those are the things that I try to impart to my clients and the people around me that you can you can be more than okay once you get through this experience. Right. We, we like to say at Worthy that it's an opportunity to embrace a fresh start. Oh, that's the new chapter. Yeah. And that's what I tell right. everybody. And personally, I've been through a divorce, so I can actually walk in my client's shoes in addition to mm-hmm. obviously divorcing thousands of people. I do it on TV. I do it in real life. I did it with my parents. Yeah. So I had, I've had some knowledge and experience right. with people getting divorced. And I think we all have to share the same thread. We want to be in love. And if it doesn't work, we want to and need to work on ourselves before we cast stones. And then the next chapter is really inviting the right kind of people into your lives. And when those red flags come up, take heed. Right. And you know what? Open your eyes and open it from a different perspective. And I think when people actually do that, it's amazing what unfolds. Absolutely. You really get an opportunity to say what was missing in a relationship and it helps you identify what you need in your life and what's going to help you create your best life possible. And I always like to say that I think divorce really is an opportunity to do that, to really take stock and to create the life that you really deserve. So I can guarantee you, I'd probably say 90% of the people that get married, when they really sit back during a divorce, they say, I shouldn't have married this person. Uh They weren't right for me. The red flags were there. The parents hated me. It just was like, there was something there that I knew, but like I pushed forward anyway. I wanted to close my eyes. And there's a saying, you know, keep your eyes wide open when you're dating and shut them once you get married. And I always thought to myself, that makes no sense. Why would you shut your eyes? But I guess at that point, you've... So you're locked in. Yeah, you're really not, obviously, right? Right. Divorce attorney, right. But it's almost as if you have the opportunity to see what's going yeah. around you and you can work and fix it. Right. Instead of putting your head in the sand and yeah. then walking down the aisle. So I think we always kind of know in our heart, if you look into your intuition, that probably this person isn't right, but you do it anyway. And I think that's something that all the people that are getting married for a second time or that have never been married really need to think about. Right. Make sure you think that any issue that hasn't been addressed is addressed. Mm-hmm. And nothing's perfect, of course, no relationship. Right. But the big deal breakers are definitely identified and discussed. Mm-hmm. And for me, that to, you know, I think that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I wish I knew when I was my younger self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit more about your career and, and how you developed into the big personality that you are today that we all turn to to talk about this stuff. Um, So you used to work for a public defender's office in the domestic violence unit. You know, that's not 
necessarily something we're going to see on Bravo or, you know, some of the the more glamorous shows that you're doing, but I imagine that it really shaped the way that you work with your clients. And I'm, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that. Sure. The public sector is fascinating to me. It was the first time I actually saw somebody in the public defender's office in jail and he got on one knee and he asked me to marry him. <laughs> and I was so young and I was like, what is going on? So here? this was your first marriage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was my first uh, decline in my, into getting married. But for me, it was like eye-opening. These people are mm-hmm. incarcerated. Um, they didn't have any money to hire attorneys. So we right. were there to go help them. Right interview them. So to me, that was, you know, eye-opening very much so for me. And then I think the Battered Woman Shelter was a calling for me that I've always had. I've always been involved with charitable organizations, but this one in particular, and it's gone through my whole career, women that are abused and men. I think most people don't realize that men can be battered as well. And we saw many, many men beaten up. So for me, it was uh, learning about what happens in marriages and relationships and those red flags that are never okay. So um, abuse comes in all different forms. We know of physical as the most talked about. Emotional abuse is Mm -hmm. obviously less talked about, but very widespread. And I saw people at their worst and it gave me a sensitivity chip for them and to understand that the first time someone touches you or pushes you should be the last. And I always talk to women and empower them about that as well. And I just, it took, it it stayed with me through my whole career. Yeah. I know a lot of our listeners have had physical, emotional, financial abuse. We have uh, Dina Landon writes on our blog, and she's written a lot about financial abuse from her marriage. And and we know that this is something that people have a, a very difficult time moving past after they've gone through it. And, and I think that you being able to bring this to ears is really important and I think gives people a lot of courage when they hear you talk about it. So thank you. I'm an advocate and I think that people need to talk. They need yeah. to tell people and they need to express their feelings, get help through any expert or any form that they possibly can online if you can't afford to hire a therapist. And you know what, just talk, talk, talk and just know that no one has the right to touch you. An unwanted touching is unacceptable. And I think people have to have the courage, especially women, to say that it's not okay. And when you get there and you have that vulnerability, the world will protect you. But if you say nothing right. and you and you, you know, live in silence, there's no way anyone can help you. Right. And I think it's just so important to just repeat over and over again to people who need to hear it that there are places to turn. If you're Always. if you're dealing with it quietly, you don't need to. You're not alone. You have a team of people waiting to help you. Um, and we're going to take maybe even an awkward, sharp turn. I want to talk about Let's Get Naked. <laughs> <laughs> so this is something that this is one of your, your mottos. Mm-hmm. So tell us about Let's Get Naked. Yes, Let's Get Naked. I've been saying Let's Get Naked for probably 15 years. Okay. And everyone like always laughs like yeah. you did with the intro. Yeah. And it is kind of funny. Well, it's fun. It's Right. It's yeah. a fun tagline, but really what I'm talking about is getting emotionally and financially naked. You right. Know, when people are thinking about getting married, you know, hiding from those important topics are just taboo. Mm-hmm. You know, how much is your credit score and do you have a Chanel or a Corvette account? Right. You know what? Do you have a lot of debt? You know, talk about those financial issues that will impact yourselves down the road. And emotionally, I always like to talk about where were your parents at in their marriage and relationship? Did they get divorced? Did they stay together? Were they mm-hmm. happy? What were their issues? Because we all are environmental and we watch. Totally. Right? We're totally like products of the environment that right. we grew up in, especially. 
And this is why I'm so excited to be talking to you because I think that TV and the world that we live in today is just, we're exposed to so much. So mm-hmm. I think it's so great that you're putting this stuff out there. But I think you can't underestimate the influence that your parents' marriage had on on you and how you view relationships. 100%. And you can't undo it very easily unless you have the specific tools to do that. So I always, I have a book called The Premarital Planner and it's kind of dovetails into the let's Mm -hmm. get naked motto. And it is talking about those things that most people, divorce attorneys Mm -hmm. doing a prenup wouldn't necessarily talk about. And talking about your emotional vulnerability and what kind of makes you tick and what are the things that upset you and communication skills and the things that nobody teaches you. Right. um, That class that I always wished I could create for people in high school about what I think strong marital foundations look like in relationships. Uh And it's really just talking about your your vulnerability what went wrong in your past relationship mm-hmm. so that you can correct it in the future yeah um so for me i started to create hats and t-shirts and candles all around let's get naked because i think it's sexy fun yeah. and putting the difficult part of what it takes to be in a healthy relationship right making it fun i think what's really important about that too is that it is stuff that you can correct i think a lot of the time people feel like Oh, you know, I grew up in this house, so I'm this way, Mm -hmm. or, you know, this was, these are the cards I've been dealt, but you are the author and the star of the story of your life. And you don't have to heal on your own or get there on your own, but there are people you can turn to like therapy and all different kinds of, of ways to grow and, and get over these different traumas, whether it's, you know, your parents' relationship or a past relationship that you've had, you are in control and you can correct these things. And so I, I love this idea of getting naked and, and really having that self-awareness. And and I think it also, you know, self-love is such a big thing right now. It's something I think our last episode uh, was about self-love. And it's something I know our audience is really embracing. I think especially after after a divorce where you, you can really feel rejected and small, being able to turn up your self-love is, is a really great thing. And I think getting naked really allows you the opportunity to to love even the parts of you that you might not like. And that's really important. I mean, you said it so well, so eloquently. And I think, you know what? It's work. Mm -hmm. In life, happiness is work. And I I always tell people, you know, listen, I just didn't wake up on a silver platter and my life, you know, is so great. I had to work for it. I had to correct what went wrong in my my childhood to correct my first marriage. I had to work hard to be a partner, you know, the first female young partner in my old firm and and start my firm and go on TV and have courage. I mean, you have to work through and navigate all of this. I mean, it's like real hustle. Yeah. You know what? It's hustle. It's looking in the mirror and saying, I love myself, but I know I have to change. I know I have to work Mm -hmm. on this. I think we all have the, you know, those self-loathing moments. And I wish I said, yeah, I stuttered on TV. Oh my God. I didn't like my eyebrows on TV, whatever, you know, (laughs) like these are real things that they're so silly in the grand scheme, but you know, we're, I, am a perfectionist in so many ways and an overachiever. So for me, I put the pressure on myself. I don't Mm -hmm. need it from anyone else. I run a law firm with 20 people. I started with three, five years ago. I have no idea even how it happened. And you know what? Sometimes I sit back and I'm like, wow, okay. I accomplished kind of a few things, which is cool and nice. I think you could, I think (laughs) you could say of more than a few things. I have so many things to do. And I think when you have that personality and I have that drive, right? Right. So the fires in the belly in any aspect, whether it's enhancing your relationship and you're great at work, you're a great friend, mother, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you just go for it. And I think as time goes on, you realize what's really important, uh, what's not so important. And then kind of just, you try to figure out, to me, I learned from everyone. Mm -hmm. I learned from the top 
I study certain people. I see what I shouldn't do. I try to, if I think you have a great style, it's like, oh my God, where'd you get that? I love that. To me, empowering other women and taking their greatest strengths makes you and enhances you to the best Completely. of your Completely, yeah. I think so many women are jealous and, and, and competing against one another when we should all, you compete against yourself and we should all be joining together. Right. We say silly girls compete with each other and strong women empower one another. Empowered women yeah. empower women. And yeah. that's period, the end. And, and that's one of my biggest motto. It's always been. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, for me... Let's Get Naked is really all about you, who you are, looking in the mirror and saying, I'm okay being naked. I'm okay with the, the strengths and the weaknesses that I yeah. have. And I want to find love, but you can't find it until you attract it. Right. And you've got to attract it because you feel strong and yeah. you're vulnerable. And, you know, all of those things have to co- coincide in a It's line. a good time to use the word worthy, I think, too. Yeah, right. right? Worthy. <laughs> I mean, to me, worthiness is something I've always struggled with, and, I, and this is just strong really being honest Mm -hmm. I think knowing who I am as a human my moral compass has always been in check since I was a little girl if I found a penny on the street I'd be like whose is it (laughs) I think you're born with that right but I also think that you also you're a product of your environment and if you don't people around you aren't so you know Mm self-assured you also can question your worthiness and I think that's through strength through self-help through guidance through mentors strong women right you gain that momentum and for me i'm so glad at this stage of my life that i have a daughter that i can empower and even though she's three um i got a gracie award a few years ago and i stood up in front of all these celebrities and strong women and i said you know i've been writing my daughter's prenup for years <sighs> you know at that time she was like a year and a half and like, it's like 70 pages and the whole room's <laughs> laughing like yeah yeah and I'm dead serious. Right. Um, and that's one part of, for me, protection and enlightenment yeah. for her. But also to bring up and raise, uh, you know, the best human that I could possibly raise for this world. Right. And I think we need more people like that. And I think you have to go through difficult times. Right. You can't just wake up with that silver spoon and never have a challenge. Right. You got to kind of rise up, pull your bootstraps up and say, all right, I'm going to dust off. I had a rough day. I had a rough week, year. But I'm moving forward. Right. And that's, I think, the goal for all your listeners. I think so, yeah. do anything. Yeah. I was going to say exactly the same thing. That, like, when you're when you're in the storm, it feels like it might be raining forever, but it won't be. And there are ways to channel that frustration into courage to build, you know, what comes next. And I think the momentum for people that to, re- think, rebuild their lives, to make, I think, self-create a new path for themselves, mm-hmm. I think is so important. Right. And when they feel like it's over or they're not going to be able to get out of bed, that one person, that phone call, that friend, that family yeah. member, that affirmation, that podcast mm-hmm. worthy with Audrey that they're listening to <laughs> really can just give them that drive. Me, hopefully I can give somebody a little nugget of strength to mm-hmm. say, you got, you went through a divorce. Right. And look, you're okay. Right. That's why I tell the truth and I, I try yeah. to tell people what I've been through because it wasn't easy. Right. But guess what? You always have a second chance. You're always getting up the next day. Mm-hmm. I, I feel thankful and grateful and you move on. Yeah. And you hear, I see all these women asking me questions all the time on radio shows and mm-hmm. emails. And we're all trying to navigate the same right. waters. You know, we, we recently opened a Facebook group. It's called Worthy Women in Divorce. And it's growing. I mean, I, I feel like all I'm doing is accepting people into this group, which is an Great. amazing blessing. And we love it. And and I see them writing to each other, thanking them for inspiring one another. It's it's really an amazing thing. And I, I think, you know, you're so generous with your truth and your story. And it's just such an amazing thing because I think that it, 
inspires other people to share their stories. And so we see all these different people relating to each other and building each other up in all these different ways. And one of the things that Worthy has coming up on October 11th is this new event that we're doing. It's going to be called Worthy Women Thrive, and you are going to be on the panel. Yay. We're so excited. It's going to be on Worthy's rooftop. So if if you're listening and you live in the New York area or you're going to be in the New York area October 11th, you are so invited to come. The tickets are $25 and all of the money goes to Savvy Ladies, which is a wonderful organization. And we will link to that at worthy.com slash podcast and all over our social and everything. So you'll be able to find it. But we're so excited that you're participating in this event. Yes, I am too. I had to clear the decks because I'm supposed <laughs> to be in Florida and then I have some other charity event. And I just, you know what? I thought Judy was so fabulous. And I think everything that you are doing at Worthy is amazing. And I think we can really you. get some really yeah. great women to attend and the other speakers. And I think this is just, it's momentum and it's just a positive forum. And I like to just always be attracted and join forces with women that want to help others. Yeah. Well, that's the idea. And I think, you know, especially women in transition, you were talking a little bit about the momentum and the energy. And I, I think like, that's kind of what we're, we're harnessing and we, we just love getting to be a part of it and people like you make it worthy. So oh. thank you so much for, for joining us. We're really excited about it. I think we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about TV. We'll be right back with Vicki. Moving past divorce is hard enough without your old engagement ring staring you in the eye every time you open your jewelry box. Worthy provides the smart solution for women looking to safely elevate their rings from dusty relics of hard times to financial assets to help you embrace your fresh start. Worthy covers the cost of insurance, shipping, grading, and more. So if you're going to sell, Sell smart with Worthy. Go to worthy.com slash podcast to get started. We're ready when you are. Okay, we are back with Vicki, and we are going to talk about TV, which I think our listeners have probably picked up on this, because if we even get a little bit close to TV, I always want to talk about it. I love TV. I think TV and social media are underappreciated in our society for how much they really are moving you know, the masses and the way that we interact and the decisions that we make and the way that we feel in our everyday lives. And so I, that's why I'm so excited (laughs) to be sitting down with you. So why don't you start a little bit about just telling us about your show, sort of how it came to be. I think it was kind of an unusual show when it came out. So Yeah, um, I was never really looking for television. So that's the first thing everyone's always like, how did you get on TV? I wasn't looking for it. It found me. And I'm so glad it did because I fell in love with it. Yeah, um, I was I've been very lucky to have some amazing friends on television and people were really trying to promote and push me. Mm-hmm. And I just got lucky by happenstance doing all these other news shows. I was a talking head for all these different cable outlets. And I've been on Wendy Williams and Rachel Ray and Steve Harvey. And I've you know, I've been so lucky to be able to speak about family law, divorce, any type of relationship issue on all these shows. And I finally got in touch with Bravo and they actually found me through a friend. And we talked about what kind of show would be so cool. And divorce is still stigmatized. Mm-hmm. So we, they wanted to stay away from it. But I said, hey, mediation, this is the way, the way of the future. Everyone's mediating their cases. Yeah. Most of the cases don't get litigated in this country. So why not try it? And I think from a legal standpoint, we can make it work. 
And they said yes, and it was kind of this happy marriage. So I just felt so lucky because it was an unscripted show. I pretty much was saying whatever I felt like saying and wanted to say and what I believed in, uh-huh. which is really rare on yeah. reality TV. And we did so well for two seasons. I had, I mean, we were our first time, I think it was second season Sunday night before the Housewives of Atlanta. Uh-huh. We did 1.67 million. And we were just like, we were trending. And yeah. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I'm just like this girl like from Wayne, New Jersey, who's a lawyer. Like I just didn't ever expect any of it. So we were just so proud and disappointed that third season wasn't picked up. And it was really, you know, we were just told, you know what? It's like a tough topic. Yeah. Even though so many people loved it and people, actually I just got a t- like somebody on Instagram DM me like, where is your show for God's sake? It's like, you need to come back. But I've been in close contact with Bravo and I go on the Real Hospital in yeah. New Jersey and I do a lot of work still and hopefully coming back. Actually, I've had a lot of meetings this past week, so I'm kind of excited about it. We have our fingers I miss so TV. tightly crossed. <laughs> I do. And you know what, Audrey, this is what I love. I love talking about marriage, divorce, and mm-hmm. how to help people. And I don't feel like anyone's doing it. I feel right. like I have a duty yeah. to get out there. It's not like I'm, look, I'm busy. <laughs> it's like, I don't need another job. Right. But nobody's doing yeah. it. And I just feel like I want to help people. Right. And TV just won't go away. And I'm really, I feel happy and blessed about it because I do want to get back out there yeah. and talk about the really important topics that I think people need to hear. Right. I mean, I think... What I loved so much about your show was that dignity was really always at the center of it. And I think, you know, when you talk about the stigma of divorce, so often it's like, it's a tragedy, but, you know, we already spoke about how it really can also be an opportunity for a better life and a fresh start. And, you know, it's not the end of a person's happiness. And in a lot of cases, it's the beginning. And your show, I think... It's the earliest that I can remember that kind of narrative being shared. I don't know. Like, do you have any memories of seeing divorce on TV growing up or like... Divorce court. I mean, no, but nothing that shaped this aspect where you can divorce with dignity and come together with a a neutral third party, divide your assets, deal with the emotional aspect and the outfall and move on. And that was my goal. And I would try to help the couple behind the scenes as well. That was kind of my moral duty that I felt like I needed to kind of help them because they were like stuck during yeah. the process, like, okay, they agreed to these things, but now what? Yeah. So I wanted to kind of help them through. So, you know, I, I hope that more people do it. I think that just because we're not, you know, getting really aggressive on TV, I'm hopeful that people want to see a different side of how to resolve their issues. Because yeah. people would, you know, email me and be like, listen, I cannot believe, like, the way you resolve this. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, should I stay or should I go? And if I had somebody like you, I would go. Yeah. So I want to find happiness, but I just don't know how. And that was like telltale sign for me to be like, all right, keep going. Keep going. Right. And you know what? If certain network doesn't necessarily see your value, know your self-worth, take a break, have a baby, get through <laughs> it, and come back and say, all right, I'm, I can't go away. I'm not, I'm not done. Yeah. And that's kind of where I am right now in the space. So for all the people that's always asking, like, oh, my God, I hope I come back in some form, whether yeah. it's radio or TV, whatever it may be. I, I mean, I feel that you're coming back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but I feel it. And I, I also think that the effects are so long lasting. I mean, I just imagine Bravo has a pretty wide age range. For 19 a, to 49, right? that's like their sweet target yeah, and demo, I mean, it's older even. And I think if you, you know, you think about all of the women who watched that 
and it helps mm-hmm. kind of shift the way they think about marriage and divorce and maybe they have parents who are divorced or maybe it's, you know, your wisdom is something they carried into their marriages with them as they got older. I, I just think it's it's something that wasn't there before that's there now. We talked about before we started recording that I saw you last season yeah. on New Jersey and it was <laughs> yeah. so fun and that was such a, it was the whole like, that was like a 360 wellness mm-hmm. and, and healing thing and these are things that when we see them on TV, it makes us feel more normal when they're a part of our lives. I just think that's amazing. Well, that's a, such a good point because I feel like everyone needs to know what's going on, that their life isn't so bad because other people are going through a difficult right. time too and they can identify. Right. And I think that honest factor with you know a lot of the housewives that are going through difficult times, you know, we'll read about it, we see it, see it all yeah. the time. And they want to open up because that's how it's part of their job, but it's also their real life. Right. And, you know, you respect that because it's very difficult to do that. And I think it's so important that just because we're hearing the narrative and the story, we mm-hmm. need someone to kind of digest it for us. And that's yeah. always, the, I've always wanted to be that person yeah. to help everyone understand um, in basic terms, like kind of what's going on and how to help. Because if you don't have the tools, right, you don't know what to do and how to solve the problem. Yeah. So I know that you're still like very much a part of the Bravo family. So I hope this isn't like, I'm asking about people who I watch on TV and I don't know if you know them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but oh, like, for instance, like the, this whole past season of New York mm-hmm. and, and also right now on OC, mm-hmm. it's like, we watched Shannon Bedore take her rings off. Yeah. We watched Luann Delaseps marriage fall apart. Mm-hmm. And we watched her really spiral after that. And and it feels to me like the thing that the all of the different cast members are really connecting about is divorce. Yep. Somebody called me the other day and like, why aren't you doing a show about all the housewives that are getting divorced? Like, right. It's like it like we could have watch what happens live yes. and then mm-hmm. like Vicky right. and divorce. Right, Vicky's breaking it down, whatever <laughs> yeah, it may be. Right. So yes, yeah, that's my dream it. show. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I would well, die to watch that I feel show. Like everyone would, quite frankly. Not yeah. for me. I'm saying, but yeah, for yeah. to see what's going right. on with the people that right. they love, and that I, yeah. I could come in and help. So, uh, listen. You know what? Maybe this afternoon I'll pitch it. Well, you never know. <laughs> but um, I think it's important because it's real life, and it's it's that it's that factor that everyone is being affected by right now. Yeah, relationships and why they don't work, and how come Shannon and her husband couldn't make it work? We saw their real life story play right. out in therapy, and you know all those different after things. infidelity and everything. And th- these are real yeah. issues that almost everyone in this country deals with. So I don't know, we wouldn't have an epidemic if somebody got it right and we're teaching people the right way to handle things and how to be smart before they got married. Mm-hmm. So I, the, the need is there. It's yeah. a matter of, let's be honest, can yeah. TV people make money? And for me, right. that's my goal, if we can bridge the gap, is to obviously just help. They can figure out the yeah. logistics. Well, the I'm tape. sure Bravo's going to listen to this podcast. I hope so. <laughs> well, I'm going to tweet it, and some of my friends are right. on. So hopefully. Yeah. Well, you know, And we've got, I have to say, you know, we are seeing, like, all of our channels and everything. It's like, it's crazy the way that things are growing mm-hmm. and how... You know, we we really try to talk about divorce in an uplifting way. I think that's something that we have in common. Yes. And I think people are starving for it and they love it and and they're, they're thirsty. They're building the community with us and and so I think, mm-hmm. you know, that really is there and I I just think about, you know, it's not like people haven't been getting divorced since season 1 of Orange County back in I don't know like the 80s right. whenever it premiered. Sure, right. <laughs> but I it just feels like they're dealing with it in different ways. Totally. And, 
they want to share more about it. It's something they want to talk more about. I think it's just sort of the way that we interact with each other has expanded because of social media and, and reality TV. And right. now with social media, you know, they're telling their own stories. Right. You don't have to go through sources right. and vet the news exactly. stories. They're like on like Instagram, like, oh my God, can you believe this? And this is right. happening to me. Right. And it's it's just a fact. So I think the realness of what people are going through is, right, it's at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. It's just real. It's raw. And you know what? We need people to keep promoting and discussing it. Right. And, you know, when I say thirsty, I mean that they need to absorb the knowledge and the wisdom and the assistance with somebody that's uplifting, not negative Nelly. You know, that's right. just not in my kind of the bane of my existence, yeah. I turn every negative into a positive. So I feel like people don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a skill you have to acquire through pain. And unless you really can endure and you've gone through those roller coaster emotions of right. kind of sadness and pain, it's not so easy. So I feel like that message alone may not be the sexiest, but to me it's the healthiest. Yeah. but And I also think, you know, being able to watch – them support one another through it, that has also changed. You know, it used to be part of the narrative when someone on a reality show would get divorced. It's like, oh, what did you do to ruin your marriage? Mm -hmm. Or it's, you know, you're accountable. And now I think we really see people supporting one another Mm -hmm. more. And and I, I think that, you know, what you have contributed to TV and discourse on divorce is part of that. Because it's not the failure that it once was. And mm-hmm. and so I think you you have given us the tools to build each other up in, in those moments. I think I'm, it's I'm hoping and trying, <laughs> so thank you for that. Yeah, well I think I think it's working and I think it's a really <laughs> special thing. Now, it's not just on the housewives. There's also a lot of scripted shows that are mm-hmm. talking about divorce now. Yes. So on Bravo there's Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, which I think it was in its third season now, and and it's done. Yeah, it was a few seasons. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember how many, but yep. Mm-hmm. So that was a big one. Mm-hmm. But then there's also Splitting Up Together and HBO's Divorce. And there's a new one that just came out I haven't seen. I think it started last week called Single Parents. Yeah, somebody just texted me this yeah. after I watched it. And then, of course, there's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, mm-hmm. which is – it just won every Emmy. Mm-hmm. And that is like – it's – that I feel is almost like extra healing because it's set in the sixties. Mm-hmm. And so we see, and like no one was telling right. a that story about, right. And it is taboo in her, in her life, mm-hmm. but we have the opportunity to see her as a hero. And I mean, what do you think is going on that all of a sudden it's like, it's the big story. Maybe it's just that, you know, we work and talk about divorce mm-hmm. all the time, but it, it it feels like it's everywhere and it feels like people are embracing it. More so, especially mm-hmm. I mean, since I've been on TV. It's been a, quite a long time. And I think I read a Forbes article that said that scripted shows about divorce are going to be everywhere. And this was in 2016 and they were right yeah. on target, yeah. especially with my show that was um, obviously unscripted. So I think that the, the, the lens is different now. It's right. yes, okay, there's a stigma still, the D word. Mm-hmm. It's a reality. It's part of life. The right. statistics are clear. They're not getting better. People are just not getting married as quickly and they're mm-hmm. living together. So that's skewing the statistic. Right. Nobody's teaching people how to change the dynamic. So I feel like it's also, a, it's it's kind of a, an acrimonious story and people like to see people arguing and fighting mm-hmm. and going through a tough time, right? That train wreck. So I feel like people want to see that for a few different reasons. Mm-hmm. They want to see it because they know 
maybe it's worse than their own life. Um, they also maybe want to see how it plays out. Yeah. So I think or like maybe it reinforces normalcy for them. Yeah. Or maybe, wow, you, you know what, being unhappy, you can leave. Right. I think it gives people permission mm-hmm. because, you know, when people watch you on TV, like if I'm walking down the street, people kind of think they know you. Right. So it's like, oh my God, <laughs> where's the Buddha? You know, and it's like, hey. And you, you forget sometimes when you are on TV, whether you're in character or you're, you're, you're yourself, it's like, oh my God, that's right. Like they, you know, they're taking a picture while I'm chewing on a hamburger just because like they like the show or they like me, but they can really, they try to really identify themselves with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's, so, that's why TV is so crucial and important and impactful. Yeah. Right? Because people are really are trying to figure out how, what are you going through? What are you saying? Kind of eating up every word. And I think that's why we have a responsibility as uh, people on television. I hate to use the word celebrity, but just people that go on TV, what we say and how we impact people. Mm -hmm. Fans, people listen, people follow. I mean, I was with Teresa um, the other night and uh, people are like going crazy. They're loving her. I want pictures. I'm following her. And yeah, I mean, you know, people love people on TV. Yeah. So I think we have a, a kind of a civic duty to, to people to behave properly and impart our wisdom when we can. And reality shows, you know, that's their life and their truth. And for me, it was always, how do I give advice to people right. and information to help? So I think these, these shows are amazing in all different facets. Yeah. I think the Sarah Jessica Parker show was seemed to me a little more morbid and a little darker. Right. But it also just enlightens people on how certain people live. Yeah. And I just think any type of education is a good thing. Yeah. I think, you know, we were talking before about how the things that you are exposed to shape who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're right, like definitely about the HBO show that it's it's definitely darker. And then you even have like Smilf on Showtime and that's even darker. And you've got Mom on CBS, which is like funny, but also dark. And I think just kind of having the spectrum and putting more of this narrative into what we are conscious of is is good for us and and helps us i think feel like what we go through is normal and and i'm happy to see more of it on tv and to be positive role modeling right. i just feel like i understand there's a financial aspect to tv and everyone needs mm-hmm. to make money i got it you know we all have to make money that's that's what we do yeah. partially for a living partially for our passion but I think there's just something else that we've been missing because they don't, you know, like these one-off shows where we used to have one person, you know, the Oprah Winfrey's of the world. And then these panel shows started to come like right. you and now they're kind of hybrid shows right. like page six. So I feel like the TV world is kind of missing that person that's kind of there to help people in the relationship aspect in the world. And that's kind of my dream, I guess. If yeah. I, if anyone ever said to me like, huh, what would you want to be doing? It would yeah. be like, Taking the world by storm with a talk show and just kind of, I love an audience and I just love the vibe to connect with people and strong, strong people that mm-hmm. love and want to learn and, and want to be the best that they can be. And I feel like we're missing that. Like what's going on in the world? I just, I just don't see it. And for my daughter, I would like her to, to see that I obviously try to play that person in real life for her, but I'm not perfect. I want right. her to get in the, get exposure to other women and what they do and mm-hmm. how they behave so that she can be, you know, molded in the best, most healthy light. And I just don't think there's anyone, there's some great people out on TV, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, just not what I perceive um, that we should be seeing yeah. right now. I think, you know, while this kind of exposure and, and more of it and a wider spectrum of these narratives is definitely helpful, 
we know that it's still really difficult for people to go through a divorce and really painful. And, you know, I, I love the idea of like hearing what you would say on your show and like what kinds of wisdom you would want to give people. And I know we haven't really talked too much about relationships. I know that's one of the things that people really love you for. You really, you have a, a very unique way of talking about it. So I know we're going to have to wrap things up because Bravo's probably <laughs> waiting to get you on the phone. But um, I, I was hoping you could tell us if you had your show, what kinds of things would you be talking about? You know, I think for me, what I see with people that are going through a divorce, that's what I would try to focus on, what goes wrong to kind of make it go right. And I think it's the communication aspect of how we deal with mm-hmm. people and having those boundaries and not kind of overlapping them and starting to disrespect. And then the cues to fix those problems. I feel like, okay, you don't want to be disrespectful or you made a mistake, you say sorry, you don't project, but what do you do next time? You know, you need kind of triggers. And I feel like those things that you need to implement, I find very valuable in my Mm -hmm. own life. Can't talk the talk and walk the walk unless you do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not perfect by any means, but I strive to have that self-reflection. Well, I think sure. you're not perfect, but you're doing the best you can. And I yeah. think maybe we're not all always doing the best we can. Mm-hmm. And that is... That's the work. Yeah. Like that's maybe a, a way to say it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, yeah. you know, it's the hustle, it's the drive, but it's also that like every day, I mean, it's obvious every day you wake up and you give a hundred at everything that you're doing 110. and, and 110. And that is that has an influence on people that makes that gives people courage to do the same thing and, and yes. it's a positive influence. Yes, thank you. And yeah, it's something to recognize. And you know what people always say about me? Like I love your energy. I want mm-hmm. to be around you. Yeah. And you know, for me, that's so attractive because it's like that it makes me want to do more and be right. more. Um, where you know you can just be sedentary and you can just go through life and, and have mediocrity, you know, in your veins, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't throw cast stones at anyone. I just I have a different path in life. Right. And I think we have relationships and we always need those kind of tips on how to kind of be the best we can in our relationship, whether it's our mom or, you know, our spouse, uh, with our child, whatever it may be, a friend. Mm-hmm. And how do we deal with the issues and improve and not make the same mistake? Because everyone's in a hamster wheel and they keep doing the same <laughs> right. thing. And they attract, they get divorced and they attract the same person. And then they remarry them and then they get divorced. And it just, we have to stop right. the bad behavior, start having better judgment, better decision-making skills, and start using your intuition. And I think when you teach people about all of those different characteristics, it's like, July 4th, boom, fireworks, and you're like, oh my gosh, now it all makes sense. Yeah. But it didn't make sense Like every Katy Perry song. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like jump on a unicorn and like whatever it is. Exactly. Right. For me, that's kind of what I would envision on a talk show or on a Mm -hmm. radio show that I got now where I'm kind of a different person than I was 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. right? You just have to just be better, wiser, older and embrace it. And then I think just every day have your new mantra. Like I'm going to, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go get this world and whatever it is, you want to be the best at your job and your spouse and that you are what you attract. And I think when you're down the dumps, Go help people. Go do charity yeah. work. See what it's like to be in a worse situation. Mm-hmm. Like I tell everybody that. When you're going through a divorce, as crazy as it sounds, go to a food kitchen. Go to a battered woman shelter. Go wrap presents for 
sick children. I ran Make-A-Wish for five years in one chapter. You go do something like that. Yeah. And you know what? For a minute, your divorce doesn't seem that bad. Mm-hmm. And it's all perspective. Yeah. Right? So I think sometimes you have to kind of get your mind off what you're focused on and, and do something altruistic. For me, that always helps. Yeah. You know, whatever I do, I try to be altruistic in my daily practice. Yeah. That uplifts me and gives me kind of hope that people are actually good and that you don't require acknowledgement because mm-hmm. I do a lot of it without right. that. And I think that that helps certain people be like, wow, all right, you're right. It's not that bad. Like, okay, I'm getting divorced, but like I have yeah. my limbs. Oh my God. I have a family. I have children. I have a parent that loves me. You know, there's orphans. There's children on the street right. that are don't eat. There is a perspective here that yeah. I think we can all look at. And I think when you show that and open people up to that, it does a world of good. I, I've done that for people. They're now advocates. They are in shelters. They're doing it monthly. So that is amazing. So it kind of, you know what, when I think you go through a divorce, you have to find a new purpose. Some people want to help people getting divorced. Some people, you know, want to get into therapy. I had one client, she became, she got her MSW after her divorce. Wow. And she was gung-ho to get back into, you know, really helping those going through a difficult time. So, you know what, whatever works for you, but I think it's kind of just, you have to kind of retract, step back, take an inventory, and then work on the things that you feel like you really need to, as long as you're honest with yourself. And then the the sky's the limit. Yeah. Well, I think that you are just 100% proof of that, that the sky is the limit. I think that you know, having you be part of someone's perspective is such a blessing for them. And we're so grateful that we could have you on. We're so excited to be with you again on October 11th and to any of you who can join. And you are always welcome back. We we really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're fabulous and enlightening. And I think everyone's going to get such a great perspective from you too. So thank Thank you for having me. And I know that everyone that's listening is going to gain such insight into the next chapter of their lives and hoping that, you know what, anything that they want to do, they can do. Just know that tomorrow's a new day and life is amazing. I'd be grateful for it. Amen. Thanks again to Vicki for joining us and to all of you for listening. Next week is going to be a little bit different. Transparency is one of the number one values at Worthy, so we wanted to show you guys more of what we do. Worthy is really lucky to have Roy Albers as our Executive Director of Laboratory Evaluations and our Chief Gemologist. He's leading the team that handles the items you send us and helps you get the best deal available. We're also going to be uploading a video of this episode so you can get a look at some of the rings that we're selling and learn about the resale market and how all of this works. We know it's overwhelming, that's why we do what we do. Roy is a very well-respected leader in the industry, and he's part of what makes Worthy special. I'm so excited to introduce you to him. Make sure you subscribe so you catch every new episode of Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle in your feed weekly. If you like what you hear, rate and review us to help other women like you find us. Thanks for listening to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy dedicated to celebrating women like you as you embrace a new beginning after divorce, separation, or whatever. Worthy is an online auction platform designed to help you sell valuable items like an engagement ring or a wedding set. When you decide to send your ring in, we pay for the shipping and insurance to ensure that it arrives safely to our New York office. Once we receive the ring, we have it professionally graded and photographed, which helps it sell competitively in our buyer network. One of the best parts of working with Worthy is that you get to set the minimum on your item. 
After the grading, our gemologists will give you a recommended selling minimum, but at the end of the day, you get to decide how much you want to sell the ring for. If the highest bid comes in below that threshold and you decide not to accept it, we'll send you your ring back and we'll even cover the costs of the insured shipping again. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Are you ready to embrace your fresh start? Us too. Go to worthy.com slash podcast to learn more.